I have a question for you. I will try my best to answer. If you were a, shall we say, competitive eater, mm. what food do you think you would uh, do the do the best in? I guess. Ooh, I me likey this question. Let me think real quick. The what, first thing what would that make came you to throw mind. Up the slowest. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Very fair way to position <laughs> that question. Uh, the very first thing that came to mind was an absurd answer that I cannot go with. Uh, and it was Let's calamari, it. Oh, which is oh not true. Ew. But in the same realm, what I think I could Seafood? eat. Yes. What I think <sighs> I could eat like my body weight in is mussels. Oh, that's yeah, a gross, slimy answer. Oh, I know. And exactly, it would just slide down the gullet. Because I couldn't do it with scallops; they're too rich. Couldn't do it with shrimp; same reason. Couldn't do it with lobster; same reason. Couldn't do it with crab; same reason. It's all too rich. I'd get sick of it too much. I'd get too bloated. Mussels, I, dude, give me an give me like an estimate of how many mussels do yeah, you think I could like, eat. I'm just curious. Realistically, yeah, like what, how, how many like, do you think you could slide down your gullet before you two hundred throw? Oh my god! I'm gonna say 200 muscles. <laughs> Listen, uh, on the Patreon, you can pay for this to happen. <laughs> um, just name your price, honestly. What, what do you think? What do you what 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 could for you, my, for my what food? could you slide down your hole that you wouldn't get back up quickly? Not seafood. I wouldn't pick seafood. I think I'm gonna go. It's with, a bold choice. It's Seafood's gonna be food that choice. I like a lot. So I would say Krispy Kreme plain glazed donuts. I could eat a shitload of those. All that to say with. Taxidermia, the movie that we watched tonight. 2006 Hungarian film. I, I don't want to eat food ever again. Yeah. Uh, we're... We're the Cellar Dwellers. Hello. Hi. Hello. I'm Christian. I'm Colby. That one is Colby. We have experienced something. Wow. What? Okay. Talk about high expectations. For myself specifically, I have known about taxidermia since probably about 2009 or 10. It's been on my IMDb, like, want to watch this movie list for that long just never tracked it down. I've looked for a copy to buy. Never came across one that was reasonably priced or uh, region free. And then I went to trusty old Videodrome. Hey, remember that three hour long episode with Ian that uh, all of you should listen to because it's awesome and Ian's fantastic and it was really insightful and fun. If you haven't listened to it, just go listen to it. It's Check a great it conversation. You don't have to listen to it all in one. All at no, once. break it up. Take your time. It's like episodes. We, we talked and maybe next time we'll break it up for you just to make it a little more digestible. But We're learning can, as we go. You can break it up yourself. I like long podcasts. Anyway, uh, from that episode, we discussed Videodrome since that's where Ian, our buddy Ian works. And uh, so I popped in there. I was like, Sh- I'm sure they've got to have taxidermia. It's been on my list forever. I don't know why I never thought. You said since high school. Yes. Well, that's two thousand. Uh, that's 2009, 2010. I graduated yeah. in 2010. So it's been on my list for a very long time. They had a DVD copy at Video Journal. Of course. we Always reliable. Rented that shit. Brought it home to Colby. So brief, brief overview of what I knew about this going in. Nothing. I knew <laughs> it was... Uh, I knew it was Hungarian uh, or German. It's Hungarian. Yep. 
uh, I knew uh, it had a real big fat guy in it. And also, yep. And uh, I knew it was kind of an anthology. That's about it. And that it was fucked up in some regard. And for, I, I also went in knowing even less than that. Yeah. But based on like the one sentence I saw, I was like it very intrigued. It, yeah, it, yeah. The concept was was pretty pretty cool the, and gross. The very brief, mostly. like essentially one one off sentence synopsis of it is mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> three generations of men, including a pervert that constantly seeks for new kinds of satisfaction, <laughs> an obese speed eater, and a passionate embalmer. Yeah, like I said, cool. Cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's how I would describe this movie. So cool. <laughs> so cool. So uh, this f- film has been on my radar for many years. Went to Videodrome, picked it up, brought it home. Colby, I, I did not hype it for you, correct? I tried not to at no, least. No, I, I knew nothing going into this. I had incredible incredibly high expectations interesting of this movie. yeah you said nothing which i appreciate yeah that would have been that would have made me expect something that yeah. maybe we got i <laughs> i stick will, around to find out <laughs> i will say uh so rarely in the realm of films that we shall i say dwell in <laughs> Whoa, he, he did it I he did said it. it i did it everybody all right we did it that's the podcast right, everybody we, let's see you guys later up. yeah <laughs> see you on the patreon uh in the realm of films that we that we reside the the level of expectation of seeing something deranged or fucked up um oftentimes is rarely not met because we've either seen something more deranged or uh it's just not executed correctly or it's executed mean-spirited or it just doesn't work i think what 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 often happens with that is that humans imaginations are often way more scary than what you actually see on screen and that's from anybody that's like us who've seen lots of horror movies lots of really gross things all the way down to like somebody who's not a horror fan and thinks that they everyone is horrible and then they watch one and it's (laughs) like oh yeah so it's it, it that works for all levels for sure so with with that in mind I went into this movie knowing that it was listed as a horror comedy drama. You told me that it was listed as a comedy as the credit opening credits were rolling. And I was like, wait, what? And then it shifted everything (laughs) that I was expecting and really set me up for uh, something. It took me until pretty much the end of the movie to be able to place it. But if you are familiar with the films and we've got to cover something by him at some point, but if you're familiar with the films of the Greek filmmaker Yorgos Lanthimos, who is responsible for Dogtooth, which is one that would absolutely work <laughs> we'll for do, the podcast. We'll do Dogtooth eventually, for 100%. sure. 100%. Uh, the Lobster, The Favorite, uh, the Alps, a bunch of other stuff. He, he is one of those d- directors that is so talented and like can create such a good world. Killing of a Sacred Deer. That's Killing the one of I was Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah, that's the other one. But is somehow able to tap into like just something so dark like true bizarro dark world shit it's his movies are so fat we'll absolutely do do an episode on it i, I can't I've, wait already i would really want to rewatch dog tooth i've only seen yeah, it once I've around it once when too. it came out um and i remember it being more fucked up than the lobster killing of a sacred deer and absolutely the favorite the favorite is his most digestible movie, movie yeah. for sure i haven't seen elps um i haven't seen his first two this is not a podcast about him 
Um, I do want to say it always made me laugh so hard when he was nominated for an Oscar, and I was like, the dog tooth guy. Yeah, it was always the fucking dog tooth <laughs> yeah. guy. And I think like he's I, so great. I think dog tooth was selected for Greek submission right. for the Academy Awards. I don't recall if it was nominated. I it don't may think it have. Was. It might have maybe been. though. We'll see when we cover it. Yeah, true. Uh, so for this film, what is the? Do you have the director's name per chance? Yeah, I got uh, that and you're gonna have to pronounce it because I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the, the odds of, me, of both of us getting this wrong are hundred percent. Yeah, he's Hungarian. There's Umwalt. Georgi Palfi. There you go. We'll cool. just say Georgi. Uh, this Palfi. was his second film. He seems to be an experimental filmmaker, from everything that I can tell. He's got a writing partner. Um, her name I also cannot pronounce well. Sophia Rothke? Sure. Cool. They're freaks. They're crazy. This shit was wild. The, there are a few movies that will like truly make us like react. I can recall gagging, like physically gagging uh, at only one other movie in recent memory. What was the other one? In my adult life. Um, it was The Neon Demon. Oh. And it's when the eating? Jenna Malone... Is no, <laughs> God. It's I just realized it involves spit. Uh, it's when Jenna Malone uh, is straddling the corpse and spits into its mouth. I don't know if you even uh, remember that. I vaguely remember that, but yeah, it, that's, like, that's really right that when made she's, you gag when she spit into its mouth and went <laughs> like could not handle it. Like I don't know why. I'm finding I'm finding out certain things like really bother me. I really didn't <laughs> yeah. like that. And in Taxidermia, we'll fucking get to it because it's in Act 2. Let's just say you gagged multiple times. Holy this movie. shit, this movie really got me, but not in like in uh, uh, Irreversible or type of way. No. I thoroughly had a good time with this movie. It was fucked. We laughed throughout. <laughs> holy shit. But laughed, man, laughed it, at, holy shit, we're see- what are we looking at right now? This is an, wow, this is an absurdist uh it's definitely a nightmare of sorts, but it's not um it, it's not necessarily an unwelcoming one. No, you're yeah. kind of along for the ride as uh, if if you can stomach it quite literally. Truly, truly. It's it's a bizarro freak world full of bizarro freaks and yeah. it's it's great if you're along for the ride. Uh Let's uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Like we like this movie, yeah, but I, there is a level of <laughs> uh You got to know some stuff. Yeah. Uh, there is constant nudity, uh, mostly male full frontal is the majority of the nudity. Uh, the f- there is f- full frontal female. Uh, but I noticed it was interesting in the way that it was cut, uh, the way that it was shot and edited uh, for the nudity. A lot of the uh, men were like wide shots mm. and the women were up close, like just the body parts. I mean... It was weird. There, there are some... It was like all, very consistent. Yeah. It was very consistent throughout the movie. I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know what that's saying, uh, but it was noticeable to me. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, know that right up front. There's as a well lot as, of uh, vomiting. There's a lot of vomiting. There's a lot of masturbation. There's a lot of... There's there's an implication. Okay, here's the content warning for this fucking comedy. This is like... This, this is crazy a bigger, ass. one of the bigger content warnings yeah, there's a This movie had a lot of shit. Yes. So there is... Um, oh, wow. 
there is a uh, fantasy of pedophilia. There is a, uh, a lot of vomit. <laughs> like, like we can't stress that enough. Like a lot of vomit and then chewing. We'll get to that. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's unsimulated sex. There's a fire. Okay, so let's let, let's just start talking about yeah, the cause, movie because cause there like to get into this. Like yeah. you said, there are three basically short films within yeah. this whole movie and. Act three is arguably the most tame. Correct. Yes, yeah. Correct. They it, get less gross. Ah, uh, no. No, they diff- remain different, gross. Different, different kinds grosses, of grosses. Yeah. But I, we have to talk about yeah, none the, of them are tame. The first basically thing that we see in this movie, <laughs> like so, the introduction is you know the opening credits are happening, and then we see a guy. Um, he is playing around with a lighter, kind of like holding it close to his skin, kind of you He's know chuckling to himself. Lip. He's got a cleft lip. Um, is that still the proper? I don't. I don't know. I, I, cleft palate. Palate. I don't know. If uh, I apologize, if that's <laughs> not the correct thing to say, uh, please c- correct me. He I does have that. Has that, that is yes. that, that is his one of his distinguishing features. Yes. In this movie, and very quickly, the lighter goes out of frame, and you're like, oh, what's what what's happening? Yeah. There's still light, and then uh, it just cuts to a wide shot of his erect dick with flames shooting out of it like straight up a blowtorch explain this to me and he's How, laughing is he's enjoying it yeah he's having he's a having time. a great time <laughs> let's do a quick mythbusters on this mm-hmm. <laughs> how i'm jamie so i'm who what's the other guy's name adam oh oh that's cool yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be adam yeah i'm jamie i just want Gr- the, I grant want imahara hat. rest in peace very sad oh shit he did die he did die in, in in memory of Grant Imahara, we will solve this this myth for I you. I completely forget. Now I'm bummed, dude. God damn, I forgot that dude died. Back back on back on topic. Damn. R.I.P. How did? Because it's never explained. It cuts How away. Did that happen? It cuts away from it immediately. And honestly, then, I was trying to think about that. Do you think it's in his head? I guess it has to be, right? Well, because he was having a lot of fantasies. We're seeing a lot of like hit. Yeah, his. Waking dreams, basically. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion as to like what's reality with this first one because he's like he's like a, a he's a pervert. Yes. Like no kink shaming, but he's a fucking but pervert. We're kink shaming him. We're kink shaming. Well, he's he's he, it's abusive at, yeah. because he's not doing it consensually. Like he's he's masturbating at people. Ugh, what a yeah, gross. I mean, <laughs> yeah, what a gross but accurate statement. Yeah. yeah, my first. I mean, my first notes of this movie were "dick flamethrower" in all caps. Yeah, it's okay. I I. I don't believe this is possible, but like I would assume, like if it were, there's some sort of liquid. Maybe he thing has. That maybe you he has dip your dick and into it's like on fire. He, you know, maybe that's just, the. It metaphor. was like it was coming out of the hole. So no, I don't think it's possible. You're right. I guess we'll. I feel like an idiot for thinking that it could be possible. <laughs> but anything. But you think possible. car sex isn't possible? Fucking Trump was president. Anything's yeah, possible. God. Yeah, that's you know true. what I was thinking about the other day? That'll Great. finally. Where is this going to go? No, 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 no. This goes back to your fucking car sex myth. <laughs> this goes back to your car sex bullshit. Do you know uh, the film that we are going to cover at some point fairly soon once I get my hands on a copy that will possibly blow up this whole thing oh, for me or no. you? Oh, no. Crash. Oh, that's true. It's about fucking cars or fucking in car wrecks. While they're crashing. Yeah. yeah. Very curious to see this documentary. <laughs> Very, very curious. I haven't seen this movie. I'm actually excited to watch yeah. it. Yeah, Videodrome had a copy for sale. The blue, uh, the Criterion. 
but it was like straight up 30 bucks and i was like ah, not yet i, I need it to go on sale because i can get it for 15 like i just i know i can support video drone support video drone well that yeah that's <laughs> buying i rented three movies so it's i'm true, good it's true, i'm good it's true so yeah this first one opens with a, a dick flamethrower of this perverted guy uh do we have his name did you get his name? His uh, commanding yeah. officer says it a lot. Moros Govani. Moros Govani. That's his last name. I don't remember his first name. Yeah. But he is a soldier. Yeah, yeah. In World War II. Um, it, who basically is like an orderly. Like he doesn't. He he's not. He's not like a real soldier. Yeah, no, no, no. He's just. Uh, he and he's just jerking off all the time and doing so many chores. Yeah. Like yeah. the most chores. Yeah. Just constantly. Not even allowed to bathe. And when he's not. He's masturbating. He is, and he's he's okay. There's so many details here that I'm g- purposefully going to leave out because it's just yucky. And you there's can, a lot of yucky. You can see it for yourself. But there is an instance of uh, that thing that I mentioned earlier of him having a pedophilic fantasy uh, that is wild because uh, not only is that a part of it. But it, it he in okay. Oh, <sighs> uh, I'm remembering it now, and I'm laughing at you trying to talk about it. I feel it's worth mentioning because it's one of the more wild parts of this. It's this. I'll, it's I'll, it's the dick flamethrower. This thing, and then how this segment ends, or like the three. I'll preface what you're about to say with this real quick. The transitions between short films are masterful. Is is the good one between two and three? Both of them are good. First of all, well, the one that I that we really like, yes, is between two, two and three. And three yes. You're gonna have to remind me of between one and two, then. That is no, 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 because he, uh, oh, yeah, you're right. So that's not the transition. They no. that transitions a scene though. That's true, but not to the next story. I don't remember that one then. Okay, yeah, I don't either. I but just, that's what I, I was just, about to I say. I just uh, mimed something, Christian, <laughs> yeah. and I don't want to talk about it. Well, that's what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, yeah, during, so there, yeah, this film is very strange. I could not find a lot about it. I didn't do a ton of research. But there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. There's like a 40-minute featurette on the making of this movie that I want to watch because I want to see. yeah. Yeah, I want to see what the director has to fucking say. Okay, so for this scene, the guy's having that disgusting fantasy. And, like, in it, he's, like, talk. he's giving, like, this little, I hate saying this this is like repulsive yeah in it he's giving like a little poem speech thing and in real life when he gets to the line about uh being in the stars giving stars all the stars to the person the little girl uh he uh he (laughs) (laughs) fuck man he um you just see, you see cum. Like, <laughs> just, you just see it. He, okay? he, he blasts it in the ceiling. <laughs> he blasts it in the air. That's what he means. He's talking about seeing a million stars. It's disgusting. Bla- it's so yeah. gross. And he blasts his million stars into the air. And then it transitions with the white going into the sky and dissipating like stars. Into and then space. It, and then it goes into a new scene. It is truly an incredible transition. It was wild and we could never have expected it and well done another another it is well done oh my god this movie's really well done um which wow this is a very it adds a whole other layer to this movie because most of the movies we watch that are gross like this are shitty i'm just trying to figure out the fucking point 
Like, it's true. Because yeah, like why? so many of these other movies are like, oh, this is a social commentary on this, that, or the other. I'm like, I don't know what this movie was trying to say, no. if anything no at all. Idea. Which also makes it kind of more interesting at the same time if there's no deeper message. It lets us make shit. our own ideas up about Holy it. shit, man. This movie is wild. Uh, yeah, so the the pervert guy, that's a part of it. Um, oh, I remember how the transition happens. Well, let me lead there go, then. Yeah, go for it. So he's furthering. He, he He's like a peeping Tom. He's like he, he, he fucks holes in walls. He gets his dick pecked by a rooster. Uh, that part was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. He, he, he had a couple. He deserved it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he... Yeah, he's disgusting, but he... Okay, this is where, like, the fantasy reality thing is difficult. It definitely happened in some regard, just maybe a matter of when. So he has sex with this woman at some point because she does get pregnant, but then there's another scene in her cut with this. Also, there's a lot of guts and, like, pig skinning and shit going on during all of this. Butchering is a... Major theme throughout is a, this. It's a gross job. Yeah. And yes, we see a lot of it, unfortunately. Yeah, there's a lot of guts in this movie. Entrails. Like a lot of guts and entrails. You said, you said Hannah hates entrails? Yeah, my partner Hannah fucking cannot stand it. It, it repulses her. She, she would have hated this movie. All, oh, no, she could not stand this movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so so pig pig guts. You were yeah, saying he yeah. So they they butcher this pig. He we don't know exactly the timeline because it's intercut. But he's like lustily looking at this butchered pig body in a bucket, and I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna fuck that pig. Yep, he's gonna fuck that. Well, pig. I, I wrote so another note that I wrote down was for this first kind of short film in this in this whole movie. The the kind of question consistently is. Is he gonna fuck that? Is he gonna... And the answer is usually the yes. answer is most of the time yes. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. once it gets to the the, the pig corpse, <laughs> you, you kind of gotta ask yourself: Is he gonna fuck that? And the answer at first was, "Oh no, he's no, not. he's no, fucking he would never. He's fucking this woman on top of the pig corpses, which is fucking weird. That's how the editing was. At least there is a woman there. And then, oh wait, there isn't a woman there. What? Oh, okay. Wait, there is, there isn't, there is, there isn't, there is, there isn't, and then uh, wake up. He wakes up. Uh, there isn't, and he gets shot in the back of the head by his lieutenant uh, for fucking the pigs' guts. Uh, because I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the we don't condone violence, but yeah. But I mean, what else are you gonna do? The uh, the uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, but that woman that he also was intercut, at some point had sex with. Some point must have had sex with him because uh, she d- is pregnant with child with tail, and uh, what I mean by that is the child was born with a tail. Oh, I, I forgot another bit of uh, just a thought that I had uh, after watching the the pig scene. It's like the hum- Hungarian American pie. Oh God. <laughs> It's the Russian Jason Biggs. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I just, I, sorry, I just had to share that. That's yucky, man. I know. But then we get the next, like, real... Like, this is where... Wow, this was grosser to me than him fucking that pig corpse of the tail, the kid's tail oh getting snipped God. off. 
it's so it's real. So, yeah, it's so real looking. Like the the practical effects in this movie are top notch. Like it's truly gross. Truly, it, you can't tell. Like this looked real as far as, far as we knew. Ugh. I've seen. I mean, I've seen a lot of tales in my day. I did not. I don't know about like you. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Uh, so how does it transition? Because he dies, has a kid. So the way this is set up is this takes place in World War II, and then it and then it transitions to the next generation with this baby, which is his son, which is him as an adult in the Cold War era. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how does that scene transition? You said you were so called. it transitions after he gets shot in the head for you know doing what he was doing. It transitions to a, immediately to a pig getting gutted. You remember that, right? And yeah, then it yeah, just yeah. shows and it, the entire process of. The butchering of a pig, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. pretty gross. Yeah. And then the tail baby happens. And yeah, then we transition into... The lieutenant takes yeah. over the kid and raises him to be a competitive eater. That's my question Speed to start eater. our episode. Yeah, this is uh, disgusting the entire time. <laughs> this, this, I'll just go this and say, segment, this is when the gags happened. This gave me hiccups. <laughs> This segment of the movie gave me fucking hiccups for it's about so 40 minutes like, because I gagged so many times. And I didn't gag at them eating uh, giant fucking bowls of soup. So the the opening scene of this uh, this whole entire segment is... I'm frowning. I'm like actively <laughs> frowning yeah, you're, right you're now. Angry. And I enjoyed this movie. You're so mad right now. It was this so scene. gross. It, it shows at, at a competitive eating championship it seems like and we see uh the formerly tailed baby um his name is now a man kalman now the formerly tailed man kalman is a large large uh competitive eater uh who is in the middle of a challenge and like christian said he is just shoveling shoveling soup soup into his mouth and oh i'm not i don't know you said you're a big soup guy i'm okay i I I like like soup soup. but I, i don't think i like it anymore I'm not. I have no. I'm not <laughs> craving it by any means. Uh, yeah, that, got, I'm good for a while. I think it looks the same coming out. Yeah, because so after this round finishes, he loses. He loses. Of you course. said something very funny. It's like, ah, man, it sucks to lose because then you just got a belly full of soup. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you do? Like, I literally asked that. What do you do? And then they immediately answered my question. Immediately, and said, they all circle around a big well and throw they- up together. <laughs> It's so disgusting. They have these like these like sh- these like straps in place to lean their heads <laughs> against, and like little guys like massaging Mas- their backs, like like they're little little towel boys, like being like, "You got this, champ." You try to get it out. Champ. Try to get it out of them. And <laughs> I literally just you just gagged. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, our our main guy has like a friend or like a guy who he's just like competitive with consistently. I, I can't really tell. I don't care. I, I think it's a teammate, maybe. Teammate, maybe. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, they're next to each other while they're puking in this fucking circular well thing. It's nice to have a friend, you know, because just solidarity, right? <laughs> he's I, Guys, he's really struggling right now. I just want you to know. <laughs> He's recollecting all the feelings that he had while while watching this scene. It's making and me feel <laughs> ill. You want to pop a tums real quick, or okay? So that motherfucker, after he pukes, he he keeps chewing. Like he keeps, he'll puke like a lot, and then just immediately start chewing and talking to his friend. Like 
Just, they're just having a conversation, you know? Talking about, because Kalman was, he was looking at a, a nice looking female in the audience. They were making eyes at each other in between, you know, I completely, gulps of soup. <laughs> I completely missed that. I only got the dialogue of them later talking about there being a female in the audience because I was gagging while they were actually looking. <laughs> That's true. You you did have to look away for a second. I did. Whew. I didn't like it. I've never seen anyone in a film uh, ch- chew anything after um, vomiting. This I've is seen the most vomit of- I've ever seen in a movie. Like by rivals by far this is the most I've ever seen. It rivals uh, Stand by Me. Yes, this (laughs) you brought that up. This I I did as as this barfing scene is happening. I couldn't stop thinking about the lard ass scene from Stand by Me, just the Hungarian version. It's but extended into like thirty minutes. (laughs) Oh my god! Because this is a long scene. Because we we were wondering like, okay, so what happens next? Turns out there's a second round, second course, you might say. Yeah, and uh, Colby's like, oh, ice cream. It looks like chocolate ice cream. And- no, it's horse sausage. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncased horse sausage. It's so disgusting. Just free and loose. They're eating it by the spoonful. Just shoveling it in their mouths. And it... Like, horse. God. Like I said, when I didn't want to eat soup anymore, I don't want. I just don't want to eat anymore. Yeah, we're done. Like, I'm fine. I had finished eating before they did that, thank God. We did eat during round one of this movie, so. That wasn't easy either. That wasn't great. Uh, Quickly, as the the horse sausage round is happening, uh, he wins this one and immediately gets lockjaw and passes out. He was winning this one. Or he was winning. Yeah, he gets lockjaw and passes out, and then he has open heart surgery or something. They do something to him. I think he had a heart attack and then got lockjaw. Yeah. but he is out of commission, and then his lady, or the I don't know if it was his. I think they they might have just already been together potentially. I don't know something like that. Well, she gets with the other guy who's still chewing. He's always eating. So he wakes up in a hospital. He's got uh, his woman next to him. I don't yeah. remember her name. Yeah. Um, Gizi, maybe. Oh yeah, 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 something like that. Uh, there, it's it's clear they're together. His teammate comes to visit, and yeah. then there gets. The second scene that made you gag. Uh, uh, <laughs> yep. no. I knew he'd forgotten about it. Um, do you want to talk about it? Let's talk about this. What the fuck? Like, wh- let's talk about this. This was this was one of the grosser sounds I've heard you make in watching a movie. <laughs> I did. So uh, let I me did let, let me set the table this. for you. I blocked this out of my fucking memory. So. His his teammates coming to visit him in the hospital. He I think still has lockjaw, so can't really talk. Um, and then his girlfriend is next to him, Gizi, and she reaches across to greet his teammate. Reaches across him in the hospital bed, and a, a very clear image of her unshaven armpits uh, is given to us with a, which is fine. A drop of sweat. That's the part. It's there is a clear. This is a dripping. There's no. Like, he wants us to see this so clearly. This is like soaking hair in her armpit. Like, wet-ass hair in her armpit. I don't give a shit that she has hairy armpits. No. It's the wetness. And it drips. 
like just okay so this dude is in the hospital bed she's reaching over him to shake this dude's hand and it drips right on the corner of his fucking mouth and it lands you see it land on his lip and without missing a beat this motherfucker lay in there just licks it just licks it up and i could taste the salt and i fucking gagged and i couldn't handle it no it's awful it's not okay it's bad news, Bears. Oh, fuck. It I had completely blocked that out of my so goddamn memory. So gross. And, and, like, so quick, too. So fast. And I thought they were going to, like, make it into a gag. But, nope, it was one and done. It was, and was five just like, seconds <clears throat> of that. And then you're like, what? Wait, what? Go back to that. Wait, hold on. Okay, I guess never never, never touching it again, which, thank God. There's a lot of tongue stuff in uh, this segment. Yeah, well, it's just, it's just all, like, With mouth, that guy. mouth yeah. involved. Because it's all eating. And eating like I said, is not fun anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> then they go to some like award ceremony type thing where he's singing and then she's fucking the other dude outside. She's cheating on him with his yeah. teammate. Yeah. Uh, but, and then she gets pregnant um, and they have, uh, she's also an eating, a competitive yeah, eater at uh, some point. Which honestly, really cute. You know? Yeah. You, you're <laughs> passionate about the same stuff. That's what you dream of, right? Yeah, but she's pregnant, so yada, yada, yada. She can't. Uh... There is a, a very gross, frankly, gross scene of they're going to a party, and she's she's very pregnant, and they know that both of them are pro- professional yeah. eaters, and they're like, hey, could you do a demonstration for us? And I guess they agree, and it's... Like a mountain it's of caviar. It's red caviar. Like which giant. I've never had caviar, but these are like large looking eggs they're big they're like i haven't seen caviar eggs like that and again they are just shoveling them in their mouth with a spoon it's she's pregnant as fuck and she looks bad she ends up giving birth like her water breaks. it makes her yeah yeah, give birth very prematurely it's not that's not graphic or anything along those we expected way worse there's (laughs) actually a, a lot of restraint in certain areas where i wasn't expecting restraint weirdly kind of impressive yeah because uh, he only made I mean, us segment, gross out with very specific things. Yeah, segment one that uh, that cum shot literally that we yeah <laughs> I hate I hate about. that we're having to say these sentences uh, is obviously like CG yeah um, but it you do see it I mean um, and the segment where he's fucking the pig when we talked about it cutting with him banging a lady that's the segment of unsimulated sex which is like a two second clip yeah maybe. But, yeah. but it's still very clear. You it's very it. clear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then this segment is more just like straight up barf, gross, nasty. There's a lot of CGI in the in the barfing. There is. But, but there's also a lot of not CGI. As yeah. Well. There's, there's like, just so much of it. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I mean, how else could they? As I was it? watching this movie. So the maybe previously to this movie, the grossest movie I'd ever seen is human centipede too. Two. Yeah. yeah. It's it's absolutely disgusting. We'll probably watch it again eventually for this podcast. Yeah, we've got I'm it. not excited about no, it. No, I'm not. Either. But this movie absolutely rivals it. I think I got the hiccups is, again. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking about it brought it back. Really? I think it did. Fuck. Talking about the sweat. <laughs> it did it again. I think it did it. Fuck, man. It's bad news. Bad news bears. I'm trying not to breathe. <laughs> Man, this, guys, this is this is real. This is real reactions it's here. Happening live. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> so I mean, she she has a baby. They or make it clear to us that it's a very small baby. Yeah, and then it transitions with uh, another. We mentioned it earlier. Maybe the greatest transition of all time in film history. Yeah, it's going into like 
it's like fading into like this kaleidoscopic kind of like glassy it's like a diamond it's very beautiful very artistic shimmery beautiful and then it like just quickly fades into cut to a fucking bird's asshole quickly shitting on the ground and it's very funny there's even a sound jar- yeah just like, <laughs> like <laughs> splat and then it cuts over to uh, a taxidermy shop which yeah. we are quickly told that it is the Small baby grown up to what's his name? I thought it was L A J A S. Maybe. Anyway, uh, so the the family tree goes: the guy who got who fucked the pig corpse, Laios, Laios, yeah. Uh, the guy who fucked the pig corpse in the first one, his child is taken by the lieutenant. So the lieutenant is not blood, mm. but he daddy to the competitive eater who is blood to the pervert in the first one. And competitive eater's son is the taxidermist. Yes. So there you go. Although his true father is probably his teammate. The guy's teammate because he was cheating on his wife with him. Oh, shit. You're right. It's a very interesting kind of family tree throughout these. Oh, yeah. They're not actually... And none of them are actually related to their fathers. It's it's really weird and... Oh, But kind of a cool setup because it's not like a straight father-son, grandfather. It's three generations of... People who aren't blood related. Yeah. It's, Interesting. I, it's, and they all have different weird bents. Exactly. Interesting. I mean, it's definitely like a, like a fantasy, like you said. Like, this is yeah. not a, like a real world type oh, no. thing. If you know Yorgos Lanthimos, yeah. it's like it's very set in a world that could exist, but everything's slightly off or a little exaggerated. And you're kind of laughing uncomfortably throughout. Yeah, and you're like, why the fuck is this going on? And then you see like something like the dick flamethrower, and you're like, whoa, okay, and you can only laugh uncomfortably. Yeah. That's the only thing you can do. <laughs> so the dad, the the competitive eater is the dad in the third segment, the taxidermy one with Laos. And uh yeah, he's still alive in the third one, which he is, is grotesquely large and bedridden. Like he, he's immobile, like laughably huge with, yeah. with prosthetics. All pretty all impressive makeup. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. You will probably laugh at this, but the, I could only think of White Goodman at the end of Dodgeball. Oh shit! Cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but better and it's like, larger. It's like if White Goodman and Pizza the Hut. From yeah, Spaceballs. That, that's a good. Yeah. Uh, that's a good because pizza's yeah. grosser looking than Java. Yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> uh, We've discovered something. We have. Wow. So he, because he can't really compete anymore because he's too big, uh, he has started breeding cats and feeding them to engorge them and make them Huge ginormous cats. And this is a funny, but also kind of like charmingly goofy looking way that they did that by like obviously having like combining two different shots, superimposing two different shots. So like the cats were just filmed up close and then they put that as the background and then filmed other <laughs> stuff in front of it to make the cats look so much bigger than they yeah, were. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. And I had to like rewind a shot a couple times. It's like, this looks weird. Like it, what it is going weird. on? Yeah. Here? <laughs> and then that's what we, that's what we determined is like, okay, I think this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was cool. Yeah. And the dude, uh, the dude that plays the son in this one, the taxidermist is, uh, an absolute freak. He, he looks so <laughs> scary. Like he probably weighs like 80 pounds. He is, incredibly skeletal pale. looking sunken eyes creepy looking dude and, but let's not forget the maybe scariest thing about him he has he's very into taxidermy he has a taxidermy wallet 
He does. <laughs> Which we are introduced to immediately in this he's, segment. He's like trying to flirt with this woman. He's buying a lot of butter. And yeah. they never explain that. No, just so much butter every time. He 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 is. It seems like he's trying to like buy stuff consistently to you know. Yeah, yeah. To flirt with this girl, but he's also buying a lot a of cashier. these kind of candy bars as well. Candy bars and uh, or is that no? Because he was also buying butter. It's like was those just packs of those candy bars? But I, no, he's buying butter. Yeah, specifically butter. I don't. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. He's a butter guy. Uh, yeah. So he's buying these candy bars for his dumbass dad, and then he uh was flirting with this girl buying lollipops and butter. Uh, that's and he's also like runs this taxidermy shop yeah and this well. rich guy this like millionaire dude comes in and is like i want you to do this special job for me can you do it he looks in this brown bag and is just like this is how much it will be this is when you can pick it up we don't know what it is we find out later <laughs> we find out later and throughout all of that he's like helping his dad with the cats he's the one who has to care for the cats because his dad can't do it anymore like, sweep the shit sweep the shit feed, feed them, them these giant cubes of just meat i guess i don't yeah. know all the while the dad's like watching eating competition reruns live reliving glory days watching new competitions i guess and just just being a dick just being a dick yeah and useless and eating these candy bars with the wrappers on them he just swallows these and things. says that they go down faster with the wrapper with on. the wrapper on the and silver he can eat 120 more in the, an hour the son is like what happens when they come out? He's like, they don't come out. I absorb them. They find their pl- everything finds its place in the body. <laughs> it's is- like what a funny like reaction to that. It's hilarious. <laughs> There's it's lines like that that are like a very clear like, comedic them. line. Yeah. in this absolutely disgusting scene. I mean the 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 coming into the stars is funny like it was yeah. fun it was horrible and it was funny at the same time that which is very much like happiness there's not a lot of mean spiritedness in this movie surprisingly which nothing is pres- i mean it is it's like it's nasty it's just like gross. it's gross like that that dude at the beginning is awful but yeah. like he it's presented in a similar way of happiness where at the same time you're following him so you're just like damn dude like chill like calm down man like, <laughs> like relax like geez. relax like you'll be fine like stop jerking off so much dude like it's okay uh, so in the third one he uh ends up getting fed up him and his dad get into an argument um oh i forgot the dad also had a line earlier where he said i had a vomiting technique named after me Oh, he, this is during the argument. Yeah. He said that. Yeah, yeah. What a line. Uh, so, yeah, they get into this argument where he's like, I had a vomiting technique named after me. And the son, like, storms off. Is like, essentially, go fuck yourself. I hope you die. Uh, I'm not helping you anymore. And he accidentally leaves the door. Was it accidentally? The cage. He slammed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it just seemed to pop open. Uh, to the cats open. And these are not, like, wild cats. These are house cats that are big because As the owner of, that. we both have two cats in our households yes. each. Imagine them in the situation and how funny that would be. Uh, Hannah and I have discussed this and uh, Wax would absolutely eat the shit out of us. <laughs> uh, as I, I've witnessed Wax take things out of my backpack to eat. Yeah. And yes, he would absolutely Wax eat, would, eat your face off. Wax would eat us before he uh, uh, would look for other options because we were fresh. <laughs> if we were dead in front of him and... It was easier to eat us than get into the closet. Yeah, we're we're yummy, yummy. You guys are toast. Yeah, yeah we're toast. Uh, lo- he, he love him to death. <laughs> he is. He's like the sweetest fucking cat in the world. He's just insane for food. He just knows he's going to eat you eventually one day. Yes, yeah, so, and that's what happens to the big man. Uh, we don't see it immediately. Uh, 
implications if you have any awareness with cats. Fun fact, if you didn't know that, look it up. Cats eat dead bodies very often. They eat the nose, the ears, uh, the fleshy bits, the easy cartilage fleshy bits. They didn't do that in this case, but this guy was a ginormous balloon man, so it was a little different. <laughs> they did just basically eat a hole into his big giant gut. Yeah, he, yeah. He, uh, where did he go again? He just leaves. He's just like, he just storms away. He storms away, goes to the grocery store, like looks into an apartment. Yeah, uh, that's right. Goes to the grocery store. The girl's not there. Comes home and then sees that his dad's entrails have been dragged out by the cats. His dad's dead. Then he taxidermies his dad. Uh, taxidermies. He, he goes to the gym. Yeah, he goes he, to the gym and starts working out. Taxidermies his dad. And then all of a sudden, there's this insanely long and uh, gross uh, surgery montage of him performing surgery on himself in this contraption with a mirror that looks wild. It looks like a David Cronenberg, like... You said a saw trap too. Or a saw trap. It It looks like dead ringers in in the saw trap. Yeah, Yeah, like it's it's really kind of chilling because you see it it from afar first. And so you're like, what am I looking at? And then it just cuts to him cutting himself open. And he's got all of these contraptions all over him. And you can tell, I guess he's... You know, numbed himself completely. There's a lot of needles going in and out. So, based on the aftermath, it's safe to assume he's like slowly embalming and keeping his vitals up at the same time. Like Like he's he's removing organs. He's removing organs. He eventually removes his heart and then decapitates himself. Like he he completely removes all of his innards, sews himself back up, and then decapitates himself. And apparently, he put the heart in his hand. Like all of this stuff, he had like. His arm blades. gets chopped off right at the end. Yeah, blades well. set up like his head goes, and then his arm gets cut off, and it's like this immaculate, beheaded with one arm sculpture. Like it looks like like something that Michelangelo would have created. The, the you noticed uh, after we saw it that it's the cover. It's yeah, the it's, cover the, for it's the, the cover of the, the movie. Yeah, 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 like it, it which is it's really kind of it was cool, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, like it looks really cool. It was cool, and this was discovered by that millionaire who we find out had dropped off a fetus to be embalmed in this fucking weird like keychain ball yeah, look like a fucking little dragon ball on, on your a keychain. car keys yeah like it was huge too like what the fuck you won't lose it and he's just like <laughs> and then he i guess rich just, people have weird tastes yeah and then he i guess just takes this dude's body and is like it's art now yeah he just walks yeah. in and yeah he just... takes the dad who was stuffed with the cats the tails are coming out of where they ate it looked cool Honestly, yeah. All of it looked really fucking it's, cool. The The production value for pretty much everything in this movie is great. Yeah. And then we do a deep zoom in on the belly button of the statue. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we get some credits. <laughs> and that's the movie. It and just That's ends. the fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, I feel like even even with what I've said, like I didn't describe like what a visceral experience it was watching this. We, we, can't, we can't stress that enough. And this is a truly wild movie. Like, I have not seen anything quite like this. And I would absolutely watch it again. And this needs, like, a crazy Arrow Video Criterion something like a box release. Set. This yeah. would be very cool. I can very much see this being a movie that you put on at a party. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> maybe, maybe like, yeah, maybe in the old days. Yeah, in the old days, 100%. What was the movie that, that me and Brittany came to a Halloween party? Uh, uh. Kuso. Kuso. Look the up, Flying Lotus look, movie. Look up Kuso if you. If we should do familiar. an episode on Kuso. We should do an episode. That movie is disgusting. And, and we saw it for the first time at a party of yours. Yeah, it was a Halloween party. Uh, it was fun, and that movie is gross. Not as gross as Taxidermia. 
Uh, it honestly would give it a run for its money. Taxidermia also had a lot of um, nowhere near in the campiness of it, uh, but I got a lot of uh, the makeup effect vibes of the film Society. I feel like I've mentioned that on here. Remind before, me what Society is. It's uh, an 80s social kind of commentary on... American? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, body horror movie. Oh, cool. And it's about like all the wealthy people uh, kind of just being one giant blob. It's called The Shunting. Ew. Yeah, it's disgusting. I, I like that, though. That yeah. sounds cool. You should check it out. It's on Tubi. The gods. Got to bring it back, baby. Yeah, we miss you, Tubi. Uh, that's really taxidermia, y'all. Uh, wow. Would, would you... Who would you recommend this for? I would absolutely recommend this, but I would recommend with the caveat of unsimulated sex, some pretty crazy shit. Uh, I, would, I would only recommend this for, like, film folks, cinephile people who are interested in crazier shit. Yeah. Uh, if somebody does genuinely enjoy uh, Yorgos Lanthimos' movies and not just The Lobster and The Favorite, because that seems to be the two most people have seen, yeah. if somebody genuinely enjoys Dogtooth, I would tell them to watch this. Yeah, this, I mean, it's it's so well made. If somebody enjoys happiness, I would tell them the, to watch this. The acting is good. The cinematography is consistently really it's creative. It's cool. There's some cool. The, that disgusting scene of him coming in the stars... Uh, is set up as a pop-up storybook. Oh, that's true. That transitions super cool. That's true. I completely forgot about that. And yeah. It's just another example of just the like high quality of this movie, which again, like we don't see that this often. Had like a two point kind of movies. Two point something million dollar budget. Yeah. Uh, it looks it looks like it was more expensive. Honestly, it only showed I guess at two two U.S. theaters like three years later. Uh, made like eleven thousand dollars. Imagine just like kind of wandering into like a Midtown Arts Theater and Fuck, man. Uh, just seeing catching this movie at like a four o'clock on a Tuesday or something, and that was walking me. out being like, "What did I just see?" That was me at like ten on a Thursday when I saw I saw the Devil. I had no idea what it was, and I went to Midtown Arts and saw it at like ten p.m. on a Thursday, and I was like, "What the fuck was this?" That was an amazing experience. Uh, How do you go on with your day after that? I've it's I've not stopped in my quest of making sure everyone in my life knows about how great that movie is. Well, I can't wait to do an episode on it. Oh my god, it's, it's great. so fucking good! I need to get the Blu-ray. I only have the DVD. So, um, <clears throat> what would you uh, give? Give me a rating out of five. Honestly, my gut is it, is it going with a four. It is. I think I'm with you. Like I think I'm going with a was, four. This movie is kind of made for people like us. This is pretty in a, in a weird dope. way, like in a and I feel kind of gross saying that kind of way, but I would watch it again. Like. It's it's really funny. Yeah. It's gross to the point of like laughing. It's it's absurd. I want to know more about it. Yeah, like I, I, I'm curious. Let me know uh, if you watch if more I, that, yeah. that behind the scenes thing because I mean we watched about five ten minutes of it and it was really interesting. Yeah, I mean they were already going into some stuff. Yeah, uh, we saw we saw the behind the scenes of the Dick Flamethrower. <laughs> Dick Flamethrower, which looks even funnier. Yeah, it's Behind like a really scenes, yeah. realistic looking dildo contraption that shoots a flame out of the tip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, crazy really looking. impressive yeah. <laughs> techniques. Uh, yeah, I, I this director has a few other flicks uh, as recent as 2018, so I want to look, I, wa- I really want to look into that. I bet they're on Tubi. D- dude, they very well may be. This I, movie was really hard to track down, though, because yeah. I've been trying to find a copy of it to buy for years, and I could only find, like I said, non- uh, region free and uh, or like astronomically expensive right. uh, DVDs. I'm interested in in watching this director's 
other films. Yeah. Like after this, I'm like, what else does he have to say? If this is his second <laughs> movie, like what else does he have going on? And a lot of his shit, like it may not have been in competition, but it was it premiered at cons. So yeah, like, like I mean, crazy stuff. There are people that know him and like him, and he's you know, one of his movies is just a bunch of montage of clips from other movies. Apparently, he's he's definitely an experimental, yeah. like more art film kind of auteur. Than, than a lot of people that we've seen for this podcast. Yeah, this was wild. This was uh, truly an experience, and it lived up to the very high expectations that I had because, uh, honestly, it, it went a completely different route. Uh, I was anticipating a little meaner. I was anticipating. Me too, yeah. I was anticipating darker, uh, and I got plenty of that but way way wackier and way this thing moved really well yeah like the the plotting was really good yeah the the transitions between stories were hilarious to the point of like bird shitting man nothing will ever top that that's like a kung pao scene it's so funny like like what a choice to put that in there loved it absolutely love that like like, why yeah (laughs) i love it it's so we will look into him and, and see if we can find any more stuff by him. Because you said, you mentioned one was like kind of a sci-fi type. Yeah. Maybe horror. Thing. It said like, like really sci-fi alien yeah. movie. And it's like, okay, I need to fucking see that. Um, yeah. I'll look into it when I return. I actually intended on uh, picking up a couple more flicks when I drop these off. So yeah. I'll see if they have any more by him and I'll just snag whatever they have. I mean, Videodrome, knowing them. They're the best. Probably got, probably got a little bit of everything. They're the motherfucking best. Have you got any palate cleansers? Uh, this week, I watched a film um, that we have been, you and I have been discussing watching at some point. Uh, I don't, certain aspects would definitely pertain to the podcast, so maybe one day we'll cover it, but I'll, spoiler alert, I actually fucking loved it. Mm. Uh, In the Earth. Oh. The new Ben Wheatley yeah. movie. Uh, Hannah I am and I very interested. It. I would love to watch that for the podcast. It was fucking rad cool i really enjoyed it it's uh trippy he made the whole thing uh over the pandemic uh it was written produced direct it was all created during the pandemic um super tiny cast of four people i believe um pretty much one location in the woods damn uh very fucking rad and some insanely gnarly scenes of gore that god i can't wait yeah where you're like oh shit it's it's like yeah, it's wild. It was let's, cool. Let's do that one soon. Yeah, and some good fun. hallucinatory stuff. Cool. Some good imagery. It's like Mandy a little bit and that kind of that kind of. Yeah, space. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, not as Trippy. psychedelic. Yeah. Not as yeah, yeah. Not as vibrant, colored, and stuff. But like a lot of kaleidoscopy stuff because uh, characters. Uh, Hannah and Hannah pointed it out. Um, but like as we were going, like she's like, "Oh, this is kind of midsummery," but uh, Connie from Midsummer is the co-star of In the Air. Okay. So. Interesting. Yeah. Gosh, well, I'm, I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, it was rad. I really fucking loved it. And just so everybody knows, because you've heard it about me, heard me talk about it forever, I finally beat the Ghost of Shishima. Hell yeah, it's about time. Yeah, I just. What's next for you? What I are you going to play next? I sat down and played it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, as I told you, I'm just casually replaying Grand Theft Auto Five again right now. But because uh, you're a psychopath, I do want to. I'm gonna kind of like scroll through. I want to pick up something kind of new. There's um, a lot of good options out there, man. Before I commit to actually finishing Red Dead, so yeah. I mean, you're never gonna finish that game. I know. Just I have too much fun serial killing. <laughs> <laughs> you can hide the bodies in that game. <laughs> 
It's so true. My uh, <laughs> it's my, crazy. My palate cleanser. Uh, I've been reading. Um, there's a comic book series that came out. Maybe like started maybe five or six years ago called East of West um, by Jonathan Hickman and Nick Dragata. And I remember when I was still buying single issues, it, I was catching up on it and it was really good, but I eventually stopped because buying single issues of comics is really expensive. So I never quite caught up, but I've always it wanted to. It's hard to keep up with too, isn't yeah, it? A little bit. Because, well, um, if you get off of one and then the store doesn't have one and yeah. you've got to order them and all that it's, shit. It's a complicated situation. Yeah. It's, it's not great. But um, I have bought the first uh, giant hardcover of it mm-hmm. because it's a completed mm-hmm. series. It's done uh, now. I was waiting for it to finish so that I could most fun. read it all the way through because it's an incredible series, uh, sci-fi, western, uh, apocalyptic kind of, uh, cool. really incredible art, uh, unique writing, uh, great world building. Um, and I'm about halfway through the first hardcover and re- I'm reminded about how good it is. And so I just want to, if you're a comic fan looking for something good to check out, look up East of West. It's top notch. Uh, really good stuff, and uh, still working on Kill Collins as well. Hell yeah. That's uh, getting ready, getting finalized at this point. Nice. So to end this one, I actually wanted to do a quick shout-out. I'm not going to put them on blast by their last name uh, because I don't have permission to do so, but I just want to give a shout-out to someone who gave us a shout-out named John. Hey, John. Thanks so much. Uh, You gave us a shout-out on Twitter. Just so you guys know, we are at uh, Dwellers Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, which is Seller uh, Dwellers Podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks, John, for hitting us up, telling your friend Alex about us, or Aaron, sorry, Aaron about us. And uh, We're so sorry, Aaron. Yeah, so sorry, bud. <laughs> uh, and uh, I asked if uh, there was anything that they'd like us to cover, and... Uh, they gave us a fucking challenge a little bit, it oh. seems. They're saying that they would like more Gaspar Noé, naturally. I've seen, they specifically said I stand alone, which I've seen. I have not. Uh, I own it. Uh, oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I own it. I think it's the only Gaspar Noé I own. Whoa. Is I stand alone. Because it was knew. the only way they, I could find they it. They knew. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but they also said uh, one of the most disturbing films that they've ever seen, which has been on my list for years because it's on Criterion, but they haven't upgraded it to a Blu-ray release yet. <laughs> it's called Sweet Movie from 1974. Okay. That has been on my list for a while. So, uh, John, I will track down Sweet Movie, and uh, we will talk about that because I have been wanting to see that, and I've heard it's fucking crazy. See, this is great because we want to hear from everybody because yes. we don't like we are just two dudes who like to look this stuff up christian is obviously very plugged into that world but yeah and we want to talk about it with y'all yeah but we you know if you know about movies that you've seen that you know kind of get stuck in your brain let us know because we want them to get stuck in our brain too <laughs> yeah and we want them to we want to exercise the demons with you yeah true so come on Dwellers Podcast, that is Twitter, and then Cellar Dwellers Podcast, that is Instagram. What is our email, Colby? Cellardwellerspod at gmail.com. That's for the Send us something. Send us something. Yeah. I mean, don't send us like anything. I mean, something. uh, I mean, yeah, true. Send us something. Like five bucks? A Tostito? We'll take, uh, I I would take a Tostito, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) I'll take a Tostito and a breakfast Hot Pocket. So we were talking about um, maybe the next movie. Do we want to, 
we mentioned there's a certain movie out in theaters right now. Yeah. Uh, if we may not be able to catch it in theaters because I don't know how long it's going to be showing Shit. at Midtown. Uh, but it does hit VOD this Friday. So we'll still be able to cover it. Um, so uh, it's called Censor. Yeah. It's a British film that came out this year. Uh, it was recommended to Colby by Lil Scary's alum, uh, Jordan Noel. Noel, thank Good you. Good friend, Jordan, uh, up in Nashville. Friend of the pod. Uh, Saw it at the Bell Court up there. Bell crazy that I met Jordan unbeknownst to Colby and didn't even know that he was a guest on the pod until well after the fact. Uh, did not put two and two together. Crazy. Because I don't do the little scary, so I wasn't a part of that. You can just say it. You don't listen to the little scary. I've listened to like four of them. I did not listen to all of them. A terrible co-host. But it was also recommended to me by uh, our pal, uh, Charlie Maynard. And he said he went and saw it at Midtown Arts and immediately thought of the podcast specifically. I think we got to we gotta do it. So we got to check out Censor will be our next movie, uh, British film from 2001. Apparently it's, I believe, a debut. Uh, so this is cool. It got a great review on uh, Bloody Disgusting. Um, gave it a four out of five. I did not read the whole review because I believe there's usually spoilers. I yeah, just looked uh, at the score in the last sentence. Spoilers are our worst nightmare at this point. I don't life. watch horror trailers uh, usually. I did not watch the trailer for Censor. I did not watch the trailer for Taxidermia. I, I don't like them. Yeah. It gives away too much. I agree. So I'll watch the occasional trailer, but with, with these kind of movies, there's no need. Yeah, no need whatsoever because you're going to... That's the whole point. Yeah. Get the get the thrills and the chills. Exactly. So with that, y'all, censor uh, is next. Looking forward to it. I honestly hope we see it in theaters. This is gonna be great. I think we should try for sure. Yeah. Thanks uh, for listening, guys. Later. Bye.